What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. Today's draft day. Great day. One of my favorite days of the year. I'm one of those nerds that absolutely, you know, just geeks out over the NFL draft. I'll admit it's a little bit long. They could definitely speed it up, especially the first two nights. But ultimately, you know, I, I think it's a lot of fun and I'm really excited to be a part of Draft Day Live. We're going to be live on YouTube. Make sure you check that out, DNVR Sports. We will go live at 5.45 Mountain Time, and we will be live through the first round. Going to be reacting to everything that happens, playing some games, breaking it down, talking about, you know, DraftKings props, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a blast. Make sure that you check it out. Again, we'll be live on the uh, DNVR Sports YouTube. We'll obviously share it via the you know, various social platforms, so it'll be easy to find. Uh, make sure you check it out. A lot of people put a lot of hard work into that. It's going to be fun. Um, obviously, rooting for Warren Jackson. You know, he's he's probably going to be a Saturday pick, you know, just realistically. Um, but I do think he's going to get drafted. I, I do. I'm a realist, and I do believe that, you know, sitting out this past fall probably did hurt his draft stock to a degree. I just think that general managers really, really rely on most recent film. And for a lot of these guys, it's going to be hard trusting something from 2019. The one nice thing with Warren is he's not just a one-year wonder. He's got a larger sample size. You know, you can look back to that Boise State game in 2018 or, you know, go back and look at that Alabama film in 2017. And it's clear that, you know, he's, he's an NFL prospect and has been for some time. But his 2019 film is just so strong, guys. It's it's so strong. His ability to go get the ball, his catch radius, he runs better than people give him credit for. He's a craftier route runner than people give him credit for. I just think he's gonna be a sleeper for someone. And I hope it's I hope it's a good team. You know, I just I hope he ends up in a good situation. And that's one of the things I talked about uh, with draft guru Jake Schwanitz today. And I'll get to that interview in just a second here. There's just something to be said about infrastructure and a winning culture and and landing in the right spot. It, it drastically, you know, it drastically gives you a better shot at at making it, especially when you're a late round pick or potentially, you know, a, a priority undrafted free agent. Just because it, it, if you get drafted and they use draft capital capital in you, or you know, you're a high quality UDFA, there's still going to be a commitment from the team to you. But it's just it's not the same as if you were, you know, a second or a third round pick. The reality is you're just a lot more expendable. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, with that in mind, I, I hope he lands in a good spot, a, a team, you know, with good coaching staff, you know, hopefully with a good quarterback or a chance where he has a a spot where he has a chance to get on the field, you know, quite a bit and, and just kind of prove himself. All right. Yeah, let's get into that interview with Jake Schwanitz, just kind of breaking down you know, Warren Jackson as a prospect, what he does well, you know, what he needs to improve upon, you know, where we could potentially expect him to get drafted, all of that fun stuff. If you missed the interview that I did with Warren himself, make sure you go back and check it out. Uh, the other day, it was it was a blast to catch up with him, get his perspective on, you know, the whole pre-draft prospect process and and not, you know, not having a traditional combine and just all of it, how hard it was to get into a routine, how much he misses, you know, CSU Fort Collins, his teammates, how hard it was to sit out. 
it was just a really good interview. I was really appreciative of him for, you know, giving us some time on his big week. And it's definitely worth your time. So go back and check that out. It's about, you know, 35 minutes long, not too long, but a, a nice, you know, substantial interview. All right, before we get to that interview with Jake, you know, sure, you're probably hearing how great mortgage rates are right now. They are. But Mike and Virginia Chevalier, they are not just your typical mortgage company. Yeah, they've got phenomenal rates, but really what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, DNVR members, proud CSU supporters, so you know you can trust them. Whether looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home, Mike and Virginia will make the process as simple and smooth as possible. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly though, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you'd like to chat with somebody directly, give Mike a call at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage, we have a special guest, Jake Schwanitz, DNVR draft guru extraordinaire, uh, one of my good friends in the football media industry and a guy whose opinion I value quite a bit. Jake, how's it going, my dude? Doing well, Justin, doing well. Thank you for the kind words, and likewise, my friend. Love talking ball with you. Excited to talk some, uh, some Rams, finally. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, obviously, with the NFL draft coming up, I thought it would be good to just get somebody from the outside looking in to uh, kind of break down Warren Jackson, because obviously we're all really excited for his potential at the next level. Sometimes, you know, when you have green and gold glasses, you can miss some things, but I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see what Jake had to say. Make sure you go check out the interview that I had with Warren Jackson. Um, big thanks to him. He was really great in it. Obviously a really humble guy and a guy that I have big expectations for. So make sure you go check that out. But uh, let's, uh, let's just get it started here. And I guess let me just start with, you know, what's your, your first impression or I guess your general impression of Warren Jackson when you started to, to dive into him? Yeah, uh, initial reaction was just the size. Um, obviously, exactly. he jumps off the, off the screen at you. And, you know, it's interesting when you look at him, especially in this wide receiver class, uh, with so many slot guys and small dudes, um, you know, you're talking about guys like Terrace Marshall being the biggest guys at the top of the draft. Warren Jackson really stands out because of that size. And uh, that's going to be the thing, I think, that potentially gets him drafted. Uh, hopefully that happens for him. But, uh, you know, in this class, it's missing size, and he's a guy that definitely has size. So, you know, a team's going to – I think definitely there'll be a team that prioritizes size and sees him and will make a good effort to get him on their team. That's a good point. I mean, it's not exactly the, the biggest class in the world. All the top guys are kind of burner guys. I mean – Rashad Bateman's got got decent size, but even he's, you know, I think like 6'2", and so, I mean, 6'5", that definitely is significant. Um, you know, one of the things that he gets kind of knocked on is that he's not the fastest guy in the world. You know, he's been working on that. Um, didn't have a great 40 time on his pro day, ran like a 4'7", 
which, you know, obviously he even admitted he wanted to do better than that. I I think it kind of makes sense just given it was a, it would be weird to do a pro day just by yourself, be the only participant and have like everybody staring at you. Like, I think it's understandable, I guess that you can call me an apologist or whatever, but you know, when, when you were watching him, did you have any concerns about his speed or does he look like he moves well enough to, you know, kind of translate to the next level? Well, um, to answer your question, to go back in time a bit, Andre uh, told me about Warren Jackson last offseason, so I kind of dug in last offseason. And watching the film back then, this is before he opted out, obviously, so we didn't know that that would be his final games as a Ram. But um, just thinking back to that, I didn't really think that there was a big concern with the speed. Um, You know, there's plenty of games where he showed it off and was able to take it the distance. The UNM game, for example, in 2019 had a massive touchdown. I mean, that's like an 87-yard touchdown where he just burns the DB. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, you know, the film didn't quite match up with the number. Obviously, the number is disappointing at 472. But like I leaded it off with, the thing that Warren Jackson is going to get drafted for is the size, the catch radius, the ability to play above the rim. Um, There's plenty of guys in this class that have speed. So teams that want speed are going to find it elsewhere, obviously not with Warren Jackson. I'm glad you brought up the catch radius because that was one thing when I wrote about him and, and why I think he has a really good chance to be a, a solid NFL prospect is that ability to, to go up and get the ball. Obviously, he has that larger frame, which is something we've been hyping up. But it, it's not just size. Like His ability to go and attack it and, and create separation and use his hands is really impressive. Is that something that you notice when watching him too? Absolutely. I mean, you think to Alabama game, the touchdown over Trevon Diggs, that was just one band being bigger than the other uh, and having longer arms than the other. His wingspan is outrageous, 81 inches and three uh, eights, putting him in the 93rd percentile for wide receivers in terms of wingspan. So like I said, that's going to be what gets him drafted really. And he really does a good job of playing up to that size. I think obviously the frame's a bit slender, but he uses the length well. Um, you know, he kind of uses the veteran push-off move at yeah. times when uh, attacking the ball at the catch point, too. So he knows how to use that size to his advantage and, you know, get him in an NFL strength program, get him some NFL coaching. Uh, hopefully the speed, you know, kind of comes along with all that. And you're potentially looking at a steal here. What was your impression of him as a route runner? Um. You know, when I looked at the testing, you know, obviously the three cone drill is what you go to and seven, seven, one, not a very good time at all, but watching him on film, you know, you see some drop in the hips. Uh, you know, he doesn't look like he's struggling when he's turning, he can make some quick breaks. Um, it's obviously not elite. And when you're playing against these small mountain West corners, you can get them turned around quite easily. Right. But still it wasn't same thing with the speed. It wasn't necessarily a concern on the tape. Um, but that's just not his game too. You know, he's not going to be running all these quick routes on the inside. He's going to be on the outside, uh, red zone situations, jump ball situations. Uh, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the DK Metcalf situation a bit. You know, everyone made a big deal about the three cone drill, but that's just not his game. He's not going to, you know, be, a uh, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, yeah. uh, Emmanuel Sanders when he comes to running routes, he's going to be just running one cut routes, uh, you know, crossers over the middle flies. And that's just his game, simply. Um, so the route running was fine to me. I like that. I, I like that you brought it up because he's not going to get paid to to be cute out there. It's it's go up and get the ball, situational type receiving. You mentioned DK Metcalf. 
um, I, this could be tough just putting you on the spot, but you know, who, who are some, who would be, you know, an NFL comparison that you would have for him based on just kind of what you saw? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably not the best comparison, but I think back to last year's draft, uh, a guy in Colin Johnson who was really long and really big. Um, obviously the, the frame was a lot more f- filled out than Warren Jackson, but he was a guy that I wasn't necessarily a big fan of last year. Uh, came into Jacksonville and was able to actually make some plays down the stretch again, because he was just bigger than some guys and had the arm length and wingspan to really just go and attack the football. So it's tough to say an exact comp. Um, looking at the site that Andre refers to, Mock Draftable, that compares athletic profiles. Uh, I see Geronimo Allison, uh, the Green Bay Packer on there. Uh, Tyler Vaughns, also another good comparison in this year's class. Kind of a lengthy, not really a burner guy, but just a guy that is just going to use his speed, really, to or his um, size to really make a dif- uh, difference in the NFL. I like those comps. Back in the day, I said he reminds me a little bit of A.J. Green. A.J. Green ran a lot better than he did, especially pre-injury. Um, but I just mean that that like lanky frame, good hands, ability to go up and get it, and just you know a, a, a reliable down-the-field target. Yeah, definitely. I saw that too. I mean, you know, we kind of get into dangerous ter- territory talking about these comps, but, you know, I enjoy those comps like that, like you said, because you're kind of just looking at the body type. And yeah. when comparing to AJ Green, I see exactly what you mean. Um, obviously, AJ, I mean, he was a top five prospect. Yeah, he was a freak. That's just not, freak. Yeah, yeah, it's just not Warren Jackson. Uh, but that's what how he's going to win again. And, you know, it is an outlier in terms of some of the testing, uh, the speed and the agility drills. Uh, the jumps were okay. You can live with that. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, he's going to make the difference because of his size. And, you know, you look at Colin Johnson, someone that was used almost exclusively in the red zone for the Jaguars last year. You yeah. know, as a rookie, I think that would be Warren Jackson's immediate role, just a red zone weapon. We will get back to that interview in just a second. First, a quick word from our partners. For some, the draft is the most exciting day of the season. For others, it's a chance to build on last year's success. Whether your team has the first pick or the last, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing the excitement to you. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is adding the thrill of the draft with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into a cool Benjamin's worth of free bets has never been so simple. All you've got to do is place a wager on any draft day outcome and you will be eligible to win $100 in free bets if a quarterback is selected first overall. Think you know how your team is going to do in this year's draft? Put your money where your mouth is and bet on it with DraftKings Sportsbook. There are a number of ways to take action on the draft. Head to the app now, see what DraftKings Sportsbook is offering for Thursday night's main event, Make sure that you use the code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if a quarterback is selected first overall on Thursday night. Again, enter the code DNVR during sign-up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Winnings paid out in free bets. Restrictions to apply. So DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out my friends over at Solace Meds. That's right, we've got a new partner alert, DNVR fam. We've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get smoking hot deals with. Solids Meds, they have four convenient Colorado locations. 
One in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. With the code DNVR20, you can save 20% off your entire order at any of those locations. Again, that's DNVR20. But I really want to tell you about an awesome opportunity because they are giving away a all-exclusive trip to Jamaica seven nights. I mean, this is an awesome opportunity. Head to www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find the rules or head into any location and ask a bud tender how you can enter to win. There's not even a purchase necessary to enter. You just have to be a legal resident of Colorado, 21 or older, or if you are in Oklahoma, 18 or older, they do have two locations out there. This awesome opportunity ends April 30th. Make sure you head to www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes again, or you can always go in, check out some of the great herb, get great customer experience, and make sure you use that code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire order. Let's um let's kind of talk this through and, and see if we can just uh, on the top of our head here, see if we can think of some teams that you know could be in the market for a big body wide receiver. Um, I mean honestly, I I don't really expect it, but I guess even like the Broncos could be a team that could be in the market for one, especially you know late market. We've talked about on the draft podcast, you know maybe the uncertainty of Cortland Sutton's future with Denver, just given. The injury history and you know receivers tend to command big money they've invested a lot in speed of recent but i could maybe see them going for a red zone guy yeah sure um i'll throw a couple teams out there as well uh just looking at quarterback situation seattle seems intriguing to me uh yeah. russell wilson really has a, the ability to get some loft under the ball so you know you get a big target like that and you're potentially just making it impossible for the dbs to even make a play on the ball if you have Warren Jackson in that lengthy frame and, you know, the moon bombs from Russell Wilson. Um, other teams off the top of my head, I kind of think the Green Bay Packers too for the same reason. Um, you know, obviously last year the pick of Jordan Love was scrutinized because uh, a lot of people thought wide receiver should have been the pick. Uh, the wide receiver room still isn't great. I would expect them to go wide receiver fairly early in this draft. But if they're able to steal Warren Jackson, you know, sometime day three, maybe undrafted even, uh, I could see him carving out a role as a red zone weapon for sure there. Green Bay would be a really solid fit, just given that, you know, I I, I don't understand how they haven't given him more help. And he's I know. he's flourished even in spite of it. I mean, he was so good last year. Yeah, and then, um, you know, we kind of talked about it on the draft pod last night. Green Bay likes drafting those, like, lengthy, um, more speed size guys. Obviously, Jackson, we said, doesn't have the speed. But, you know, Geronimo Allison, a guy that I already mentioned with the comps, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, another long guy, same with Economia St. Brown. So they definitely have a type. Exactly. So they've got a type. Warren Jackson fits part of that type, and he could definitely fit in. I like it. Warren on the Packers. I just want him to end up in in a situation. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I just want him to end up in a good situation. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately... A pro chance is a pro chance, but we all know that there are certain teams where, you know, careers have a have a better chance to flourish and really where you end up. Sometimes it's it's better to go undrafted than it is to get picked up in the seventh round just because you get to you get to pick that fit. Exactly. You know, you look at teams like 
uh, Detroit or Houston. Uh, if they end up picking him, I mean, I wish him the best of luck, but it's going to be, you know, an uphill sled at that point. Uh, one, because of the quarterback situation on both teams, but two, because he might, if he's taken and, you know, forced to play often, he's going to be given a big role. I don't know if he's necessarily ready for that yet, um, but who knows? Maybe he just completely blows everyone's minds and turns out to be one of the steals of the draft. It's a good point. You know, I, I have high expectations for him, but, you know, ultimately, Sometimes, you know, if you, if you get, if you have to bite off a little bit more than you can chew, that can be bad too, just getting thrown to the wolves because it's going to be a bad impression. And then, you know, that's what everybody remembers and it's not necessarily fair, but you know, sometimes it's a, it's a tough business. You've got a small window to, to show yourself. And I guess we're going to have to see, Jake, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We've obviously, we've got just a ton of stuff going on with the draft this week, but just briefly, um, as far as the wide receiver class goes, we've, We've talked about it a lot, you know, on the draft pod because it's one of the strengths of this draft. Um, you know, who are some of your favorite guys just for, you know, some of my my audience members that maybe haven't been, you know, listening to all the draft pods? I hope you're not sick of me talking about Rondale Moore, but uh, that, that's a guy I absolutely love. Probably my favorite overall wide receiver. You know, obviously love the top three, but he's just been my guy since a freshman. Uh, another small slot guy that I'm a huge fan of is Amari Rogers. Wouldn't be surprised to see him go sometime day two. Um, and then another guy that opted out this year, Nico Collins from Michigan. You know, someone that could potentially be another steal on day two and really fit that X receiver mold. You know, you don't want to force him into that, that role right away maybe, but he could be a potential wide receiver one, wide receiver two down the line. Uh, I could go on and on though, man. You know how this <laughs> class is. It's so deep and so fun. On the spot. Who's going to go first, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell? Uh, I love Devontae. Um, I think Henry and I are on the same page when it comes to not trying to underrate that guy because we don't want to get burned. Um, but I'm going to have no, to say No, you shouldn't. Jaylen I Waddell. mean, he's a stud. He's, he's proven that, that the size thing shouldn't matter. Exactly. And it's, is... like, it's not like SEC defenders are, are yeah. smaller than most NFL defenders. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we talked about it on the wide receiver episode. People are going to criticize him for his size, but that's just that's who he is. That's how he plays is because of that size and that length. Um, so I'm I'm still going to say Waddle though. I just think the speed factor, um, you know, the injury may be a bit scary, but it was a bone break. Shouldn't have to worry too much about that. It's not like it's a ligament or tendon or anything. Uh, so I just think the speed wins out. We've seen it over the past couple of years in the NFL draft. That's how it's gone. So that's how I'm going to go. I think Waddle's just got to be hoping that he goes off the board before the Raiders are up because if, if he's there, you know they're going to take him. <laughs> but, man, you, you get Ruggs and Waddle on the field at the same time, you you got to have those safeties like 25 yards back, man, because they are going to be running. That would be interesting. And I think Derek Carr is, is honestly a little bit underrated. He's, he's kind of played well despite you know a revolving door in the offensive line, and they finally got that run game going. That if the Raiders could get a defense figured out, they could be intriguing. For sure. And they're another team. You know, they've taken chances on guys like Keelan Doss, undrafted. Um, they also took Marcel Aitman a few years ago out of the draft. You Good know, point. these big, kind of lengthy guys that aren't, aren't necessarily burners, so they fit that Warren Jackson mold. Um, so they obviously see the need and the necessity to have, you know, that big, lengthy receiver that can play above the rim. Maybe that's a spot for him. You know, Derek Carr gets some loft under those balls too, so that wouldn't be a bad spot at all. 
I mean, the Raiders, they, they would have had a view of it. He obviously, Warren dominated against UNLV yeah. twice. He's a California guy, played one of his best games against Fresno State in 2019. So that, that's another spot where I would definitely keep an eye out for him. I, I, I think that's a astute observation. Jake, thanks for coming on and, and talking Warren with me. It, it's a blast. Tell the people where they can Always. follow you on social media and, and you know follow all your content. Yeah, of course. So obviously the DMVR Draft Pod Weekly with Justin, Hank, and Andre. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Schwanitz, last name S-C-H-W-A-N-I-T-Z. I've also been doing a weekly football show on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, both accounts are Jakers, Snakers, Z at the end of Zit Jakers and Snakers. Check it out. It is worth your time. Jake, one of the, the bright football minds that I follow online. I'm telling you, you're missing out if you don't follow his content. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Appreciate you, my friend. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be